0: Hey, what's up? Hello, this is your host, Celine Bacardi, and this is the Ignite Your Fire podcast. Wow, okay, let's do this. It has been so long since I recorded a new episode, and I'm in the car right now. I just left my sister's house, and I've got like 60 miles on this road, so I figured why not record something because I have on my drives. It's so funny. I'm sure it's like this for most people, but when I drive, I think of everything, everything. And I, you know, kind of have those like talk to yourself moments in your head. And I was thinking about how grateful I was for this entire trip to Florida that I've been on the last month. And again, I just left my sisters and she actually sent me a text. This is kind of what brought on all the the little thoughts inside my head she sent me a text that my niece Aubrey just had a little breakdown on the trampoline she was jumping and you know my sister was like what's wrong and she's like I really miss Auntie Beam I'm Auntie Beam and it made me tear up a little bit and it just made my heart melt like I'm so all like so sad but so happy that she misses me and that she enjoyed our time together the last week I stayed a week there and I don't normally you know it's always a very quick trip if I come visit Florida I'm here for a couple of weeks and I have to split that time up between my sister and my mom on the east coast of Florida and then my other sister who has my nieces is on the west coast of Florida and then I see some of my friends and so everything is just very quick a day two days three days maybe but this time I stayed a week and so I really got a chance to hang out and bond and play and you know just get to know them better and Aubrey is at a fun age, she's like, she's five years old, she just turned five and Vivian is the younger and she's gonna be three in September and so Aubrey's at a fun age where she's like my little pal, she's my little best friend And I'm the youngest of four in my family, so I never really got to be the big sister. And this kind of feels like that, like I'm Aubrey's big sister in a way, but I'm her aunt. But it's just, I don't know, I'm I'm very grateful and you could probably hear that I'm cheesing right now, (laughs) talking, Um, because my heart is just so full and I started, you know, crying happy tears and I just have this big smile across my face driving, the cars next to me are probably like, the fuck is wrong with this girl? And I'm just so happy, and I just felt, like, an enormous amount of gratitude for feeling so happy, and, you know, it just reminded me, like, you know, a lot of people, and it's a great compliment, I love it, will tell me I'm, like, one of the happiest people they know, and I look at, you know, you take that, and you look at yourself, and you're like, I don't know, like, I get angry sometimes, and I get sad, and whatever, whatever, but I really am one of the happiest people that I know too, and it makes my heart happy to know that because I tell people all the time, happiness really is a choice, you know, it is. And, and one of my biggest goals, like, I am not materialistic at all. You know, everyone likes to have, you know, nice things and they want, you know, things like the new iPhone and, you know, whatever, like materialistic things like, yeah, like you want those things, but I'm not really materialistic. I don't have to have the nicest of things. I don't have to have a huge house. I don't have to have a lot of money. Like those aren't really my goals. Like my number one goal in life, if you ask me what I really wanted, like if I was laying on my deathbed, like what I would want to say that I accomplished in my life is just radical happiness. Like, I just want to be radically happy. Like just, so happy in my life. And you know, a lot of the times I get excited that I, you know, I do have a lot of happiness. And so I, again, I I tell people happiness really is a choice because happy people are not people that don't go through shit. It's not people that have all the money in the world and have the perfect relationships and the perfect friendships and the big houses and all the things like that's not why people are happy. People The happy people are truly the ones I feel that have gratitude. And let me explain that for a second. I'll actually share a little story with you that I just thought of. Um, A couple years ago now, I was in Florida and (laughs) no one would have known that I was like actually struggling. Like I was in the, one of the hardest places of my life, you know? And I, you know, one of my friends said this to me. So again, I'm, I'm in one of like the worst places of my life. I just to give you a little background, you know, earlier that year, this was at the end of 2018, I want to say. So yeah, a couple years ago. And earlier that year, I had ended a three year relationship, um, a relationship, a really good, healthy, stable relationship. I just, you know, wasn't in love anymore. And so it, it ended on good terms like that, you know, was fine. But I went from that and then, you know, not that long after I, I got into another relationship and, and just dove headfirst, like a little kid jumping into a pool, excited, just no fear, no hesitations, like jumped headfirst into this relationship. And, and it was incredible when it was incredible, but it was one of the most trying, most self-destructing for myself, relationships that I had ever experienced in my 26 years of life. And, you know, I took on a lot. I endured a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in a short amount of time and enough got to be enough. And I actually like ran away from this situation. I had to, I had to get away. I broke all the way down. Pretty sure I had what would be described as a mental breakdown. And I ran away to Florida. I went home, you know, I just came back was with my family for I think it was like four months even I didn't even know I didn't care I didn't have a expiration date on my trip I just needed to go and that was it and um, you know I had hung out with one of my friends that I hadn't seen since high school and you know we were hanging out and just whatever and you know we were talking a little bit and just in the middle of a conversation he just stopped me and he was like Celine you're one of the happiest people I know and you're sleeping on your sister's couch every night. You know, I was everywhere. I was sleeping on my sister's couch. I was staying at my friends' houses, you know, sleeping on their couches or in their rooms. My car was, you know, the whole back seat was packed up with all my stuff and was living out of a suitcase and a laundry basket. And, you know, that was my life for those four months that I just dipped. I dipped and just whatever. And, you know, he said that to me and it just, I... I just looked and I had the biggest smile on my face and I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, I don't get it. He's like, and here I am, you know, he had just bought a house and he had, you know, the cool entertainment system and the couch and the whole whatever, you know, explaining to me all this stuff. And he's like, and I'm not happy. He's like, but I look at you and you know, you got your car packed up to the top. You, you know, just dipped out from Texas. We're going through all this shit. You're sleeping on your sister's couch and you are so happy. And yeah. Yeah. Happiness is truly an inside job. I'm sure you've heard that before, but really, happiness is an inside job, and it's a choice. It's not about what you have on the outside, it's about what you have on the inside. And really, gratitude. If you live in a state of gratitude, you will live a much more enjoyable life. I'm telling you because when you live in a state of gratitude, you look for the good. Seek and you shall find. What you look for, you will find. And so when you're looking for things to be grateful for, and I know that's easy to say, like, just look at the positives and be optimistic. And But really, like, I'm not telling you to invalidate your feelings or discredit the hard shit that you go through because, again, happy people aren't people that don't go through shit. I've been through shit and I'm not, you know, I wasn't invalidating my feelings of feeling heartbroken and hurt and all of those sad emotions or discrediting what I had just gone through, but I was looking, actively looking every day for the lessons, for the blessings, for something to be grateful for. And you know, I was, I found them because, you know, getting up and just going to Florida, I didn't have, you know, I'm grateful for what I do as a coach and having a business that I could work anywhere. I could leave, I don't have to stay in that miserable situation and be tied down to a boss or a job, like I just picked up and left. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the financial means that I had to just get up and do that. I'm grateful for my car that, you know, withstood the drive to Florida and back so many times, like a good running car. I'm grateful for my fur babies, my dog Ranger, and my cat Preston, who are my best friends in the whole world and are, are my constant unconditional love when everything else seems to be chaos. I'm grateful for my family and my sister having an apartment to shelter me and even having a couch for me to sleep on. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm sleeping on a couch. It's like, wow, I'm so grateful that I have my sister's couch to sleep on or I have good friends that I can crash at their places. You know, there was gratitude. Always gratitude. And although, yes, I was dealing with something very heavy emotionally, there was also gratitude. So seek and you shall find. And again, when you live in a state of gratitude, you will be much happier because you you have things to be grateful for. And it's so easy to stay in the shit. You know, and it's funny because it is, it's comfortable. It's like our number one go-to. Even right now on this drive, my initial thought was thinking of everything I was grateful for. I didn't start thinking about what was wrong in my life and look for problems. And you know, this is a two hour drive. I could find, if I was looking for problems, I could find a lot of problems. I could find a lot of things that aren't so great and a lot of negative scenarios and makeup negative scenarios in my head and all this, you know, negative domino effect, but I wasn't. I was looking at all these things and thinking of all these things I was grateful for. And it's so easy. It's like our minds are automatically drawn to the garbage, to the trash. Like we ought auto, we automatically go to the negatives and situations and we can be very pessimistic. And it's for some shitty reason, it's, it's easier for our brains to do that than to do the opposite, looking for the good stuff, the positives, the, you know, the gratitude. And, um, it's easy to, to do that. And especially in uncomfortable situations where we go through something trying and something that's very hard, we stay stuck in the shit and we victimize ourselves and we feel bad for ourselves. And again, like don't invalidate your feelings, feel what you feel and heal through them. You know, like go Feel through those emotions in a positive manner and look for, like, what is this teaching me? What can I get from this? You know, where is the positives in this situation? Instead of just staying stuck in the woe is me, and I've never been one for that. I've never really loved that anyway, and people to pity me and and come pick me up off the floor. Like, I was never something I was into, And, and there's a balance there, because that's something I had to get better with along my journey is reaching out when I need help and, you know, being okay to say I'm not okay, like, you know, being vulnerable enough to say, I'm not okay. This is not okay. I don't feel okay. And, you know, reaching out for help and reaching out for some comfort or some positivity from somebody else instead of just doing it on my own. I think there has to be a healthy balance there, but I don't, I don't ever stay in the victim mindset of, you know, woe is me. And I feel so sorry for myself because honestly, nobody is coming to pick up your broken pieces and you shouldn't even want somebody to like, you are not here to fix anybody else. And Nobody else is here to fix you. Like, you have to get up and put those pieces back together. And I've always done that for myself. I've gone through a lot of shit, but I never wanted to be the victim. Like, I'm a fucking warrior. And I have fought through tough battles. And I will continue to fight through those tough battles. Because not only do they grow me and they make me better, but they give me a purpose. Like, I would not be able to speak about things and help people with other things, had I not experienced them for myself first. So anytime that I'm dealing with something that's super uncomfortable or is like a shitty situation, I actually, I actually love it. I do like, although, you know, I'm going to have to go through the hurt and the pain and the suffering and, you know, have something else to heal through uh, at the end of the day, I'm so grateful. And I love it because it puts one more tool in my tool belt to help other people with And that honestly has become my mission in life. I'm very grateful for becoming a coach and, you know, doing what I do with with Beachbody and and being a coach because it's led to something like that. It's led to so much more. It's led to me starting a podcast and using my Instagram platform and really helping people in another way outside of just health and fitness and mentorship. Like it really helped me take everything that I've learned and how I've grown through experiences over the last three years and help other people with them. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I if I don't go through things. So every time I go through something new, I'm like, okay, this is another tool in my tool belt and I love it and I'm grateful for it. Um, but I also look for that and it helps me to fulfill a purpose, like I said, to go and help others with it. And so it's all about how you look at things. It's all about perspective and choosing, actively choosing to look for the good, look for the lesson, look for the teachings in situations. Kind of got off on a tangent here, a really good one, but I can't figure out where I was or how to get back on there. Um, this happens to me pretty often. And, um, anyways, so I'm trying to think of where I was. I have no clue. Just going to keep on rolling. Um, but actively, damn, no, really this happens a lot. Uh, Oh, okay, got it. Woohoo, took me a second. Um, That it's easy to stay in the shit and to stay in the victim. And it's kind of funny because it's like, it's always more comfortable there. Like, for some reason, we're way more comfortable sitting in the shit and sitting in the woe is me and feeling sad because maybe we know those feelings all too well we know what we do in those situations we curl up in a ball we sit in our bed we watch netflix we eat shitty food and we know that we know we know how to do that we're really really good at that because that's all we've ever done but that can't be comfortable it's not comfortable to stay depressed it's not comfortable to stay upset and hurt and, and and suffer who wants to spend their time like that we don't we want to be happy but we don't want to do what it takes to be happy we don't want to get uncomfortable and try actually going for a walk instead of staying in our beds we don't want to call a friend and have a good conversation instead of just talking about all the bad stuff and complaining because that's what we're used to we don't want to actually work harder to do something different to get a different result but that's what we need to do and you know I Learned how to do these things through listening to podcasts or reading books. You know, lots of self-development, self-improvement. You know, teachings. I don't even know what word I was looking for there. Like books, really. Just I, I've read a lot of personal development books and listened to a lot of self-improvement. You know, podcasts. But it's not just listening and and hearing about it. It's taking it and applying action and. Or yeah, taking action and applying those things to our lives when they count the most. Like when you hit a bump in the road, what are you gonna do different this time to produce a different result? You know? And I've done that. And every single time that you do that, when you pick yourself up instead of waiting for somebody else to do it, when you do it for yourself, you add so much confidence in you to do it again and you become a fucking warrior. Like you look in the mirror and you're like you're a fucking warrior like you did that and every single time I do it again I'm like I fucking did this and I high five myself and pat myself on the back and I'm like you are that bitch like we are that bitch and I get so proud of myself and and happy and when you have that type of confidence and self-empowerment nobody no motherfucker on this entire planet can take that from you and that being able to walk through life with that feeling right there is second to none. It is the most incredible feeling ever. And it just continues to produce more and more of those positive emotions and positive feelings. And so, yeah, I think that's pretty much my message here. I have no idea. You know, I just, there was no plan for this episode. I just wanted to, I was doing this talk pretty much in my head and decided to take it out of my head and put it on the podcast so I could inspire somebody else and just kind of pass this message along. Again, it's been a while and I've actually had a lot of people recently on Instagram asking me about my podcast and when I was going to put, you know, new info or new content out there and people that are still listening and it makes my heart so happy. Again, You could probably hear me smiling through this, but it really does make my heart so happy that I'm even able to inspire anybody or motivate anybody or whatever positive impact I have on your life. I'm grateful to be able to have it. And I'm grateful for this podcast and and people listening and, you know, just giving me feedback about it. And so I really hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so before I end this episode for good, I need to just add a few more things onto it. And so I recorded this episode yesterday and I was going to post it today. And this morning, I went to the beach, and I brought along a book that I actually bought a couple months ago, and I started to read the first chapter, but I couldn't get into it, and I couldn't grasp what I was reading, so I kind of just put it down, and I haven't picked it up since, but, you know, I decided just, I don't know why, walking out the door today, I just picked it up, and I opened it up to chapter two, and funnily enough, coincidentally enough, it is titled, Is Happiness the Purpose of Life? And that stopped me dead in my tracks because I was like, wow, how funny. I feel like a lot of things lately have been adding up and have just been like in alignment with my thoughts or things that I'm speaking about. And if you know me, you know that I think everything is a sign and I haven't figured out if that's a good or bad thing yet. I always, you know, I'm somebody's side note. Like I try to find deeper meanings in everything that dig into things that sometimes don't even need digging into. So anyways, but I thought, again, that that was just so coincidental and I honestly want to read like all three of these pages and maybe I should but I'm just going to kind of take out the little nuggets because yesterday especially there's a little there's a part in here that I'll get to and it kind of puts better words on what I was trying to say about when we feel comfortable staying in the pain and in the suffering despite it being so uncomfortable like why do we choose to live there because you know we find it more comfortable so I'll get to that part but first I wanted to talk about you know the part of happiness and it was saying that Um, ignorance perverts our desire to improve ourselves and it says when we talk of ignorance it has nothing to do with stupidity in a way ignorance is very intelligent but it is an intelligence that works exclusively in one direction meaning we react exclusively to our own projections instead of simply seeing what is there ignorance in the buddhist lexicon is an inability to recognize the true nature of things and of the law of cause and effect that governs happiness and suffering and, um, it says as paradoxal and unhealthy as it seems, those who satisfy their selfish impulses by sowing death and destruction, expect their actions to bring them a certain dis- degree of gratification, malevolence, delusion, contempt, and arrogance can never be means of achieving genuine happiness. And yet... Even as they veer wildly astray, those who are cruel, obsessed, self-righteous, or conceited are still blindly pursuing happiness while being completely unaware of its true nature. Likewise, someone who commits suicide in order to end unbearable anguish is desperately reaching out for happiness. How do we dispel this basic ignorance? The only way is through honesty and sincere introspection. There are two ways we can undertake this, analysis and contemplation. And I just think that alone, I hope you're able to follow that. Rewind me if you weren't able to, or reach out to me and I'll send you the page so you can read it for yourself. But basically, it's that you are, it's, it's what you embody. If you don't embody happiness, you're not going to find happiness. And it's like anything else. How can you expect to have something that you are not or find something that you are not? You know, I know they say that a lot in love and in relationships that, you know, what you hope to find, like you have to embody yourself. You have to be able to reciprocate. And, you know, all that you're looking for, you have to be for you and so this you know was just saying that if you don't embody happiness then you're not going to find it in other things like it has to come from you um so i just love that and it was saying like analysis and contemplation like incredible so that was the one part and then when it came to the suffering Um, it kind of told a little story and it says, talking about drugs, a teenager once told me, if you don't crash a little between doses, you don't appreciate the difference as much. I accept the really tough times for the moments of euphoria. Since I can't get rid of my pain, I prefer to embrace it. I have no interest in developing inner happiness. It's too hard and it takes too long. I'd rather have instant happiness, even if it isn't real. And even if it gets a little weaker every time I go for it. Hence the emphasis on sensation and momentary pleasures and the dismissal of the search for deep and lasting serenity. That's like anything in life. People just want instant gratification. If they could do something that will give them that feeling or that emotion, even for a moment, they'd rather do that and get instant gratification than do the work and you know, develop habits or you know, stick to doing the things that could bring you ultimate happiness long-term, you know, for the longevity, they'd rather just do what they have to do in the moment to get it right then and there. And it says, and yet while lousy or unhappy individual, or I'm sorry, okay, sorry, next, let's retry that. Um, The dismissal of the search of deep and lasting serenity, and yet while lousy or unhappy intervals give life a little more variety, they are never sought out for their own sake, but merely for the contrast they provide the promise of change they hold out. And then it says, um, for the writer Dominique, whatever, misery is more interesting than happiness because it has a vividness and extremely seductive lucifer I don't even know what that word is, but a vividness and an extremely seductive intensity. It has the additional attraction of not being an end in itself, but of always leaving something to anticipate which is happiness. If you're suffering and you're in pain, you're looking for happiness. It leaves you something to anticipate. What a foolish merry-go-round. Here, just a bit more pain before your happiness, like the madman who beats himself over the head with a hammer so he could feel better when he stops. In short, lasting happiness is boring because it is always the same, while suffering is more exciting because it's always different. We may appreciate such contrasts for the variety and the color they give, but who wants to swap moments of joy for moments of suffering? I thought that was incredible. And it just, like I said, put better words on what I was trying to say about how we think or how we go towards the pain and the suffering and we stay there for so much longer because it's comfortable, it's what we know, but also because it leaves us longing for something, which is happiness, it's the contrast, the opposite of what we're feeling That was incredible to me. And then it says, on the other hand, it would seem more resourceful, perhaps wise, to use suffering as a vehicle of transformation that allows us to open ourselves with compassion to those who suffer as we do or even more than we do. It is in that sense and that sense alone that we should understand the Roman philosopher Seneca when he says, suffering may hurt, but it is not in an evil. It is not an evil when, unable to avoid it, we turn it into profit, to learn, to, to change, while recognizing that it is never a good thing in or of itself. That is what I was saying when I was basically saying, take your pain and make it your purpose. That I embrace every single thing that I go through, as hard, it is, as, hard as it is. Wow as hard as it is and as much as it hurts because when i heal and grow through that i'm able to take it and help somebody else and it's given me purpose it allows me to contribute to another person's life so everything that i read in this basically helped me interpret a new way to explain what I was already trying to explain. And it just kind of instilled that confidence in me that I'm on the right path and sharing this message. So that just made me really, really happy. Um, and I just want to end it with this. It says, on the contrary, the desire for happiness is essential to man. It is the motivator of all of our acts. The most venerable clearly understood enlightened and reliable constant in the world is not only that we want to be happy but that we want only to be so our very nature requires it of us that desire inspires our every act our every word and our every thought so naturally we are totally unaware of it like the oxygen we breathe all of our lives without thinking about it and basically it's what we're all chasing um And I just, yeah, I I wanted to, I needed, I felt like I needed to come back on here and just share that because when I was reading it, it was like mind blowing to me. But anyways, I'm really ending this episode now. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Reach out to me with any comments, questions, anything that you want me to talk about. Leave a comment, leave a rating, all the things. And I hope you have an incredible day.